Hey, you guys. Welcome back. This is Richard Sachs, even though I'm invisible at the moment. This is Lost Arts Radio, and we're here with Dr. Gabriel Cousins for our dialogues with Gabriel. And I'm really happy that you're here. I appreciate you so much. And uh, please forgive me for not being visible. An Internet connection decided it would be a great time to stop and um, was going to shut us down for the day. But thanks to the help of Doug, we're able to do it by phone, and, and Gabriel's on the Internet. So welcome, and we've got some really important insights that Dr. Cousins is bringing up, and I'm going to join in, too. And so let's go and see, let Gabriel introduce what we're going to talk about today. Welcome, Dr. Cousins. Okay. Well, thanks. So I welcome you all with love. And that's generally a good place to start because we need lots of love in this world today. And then we're going to do what we usually do is we're going to dance, generate that spiritual joy for a few minutes. I encourage everyone to join in the dancing. And then we'll meditate for a few minutes. And then we'll get into the topic. And when we meditate, I'll be sending some energy to the eyes to help kind of activate the spiritual energy, also known as Ruach HaKodesh or Kundalini. This is a, for those who don't have a meditation technique, I'm going to just share a simple one. We just repeat this name that Moses got from the burning bush. Yoda, and then breath, hand the out breath. Why, and then breath, hand the out breath. Yod from the base up to the heart, hey out to the heart. Wa from the base to the third eye, and then hey out again to the heart, merging the heart and mind. So you just keep doing that with your breath until your mind's quiet. When your mind's quiet, you're in meditation. It's that simple. So let's start with a little bit of dancing to kind of get things going. Uh, it also... It's what's needed in today's world is a little bit of spiritual joy and dancing because the New World Order and Global Elite want to make people feel hopeless and certainly not dance, but the dance is really a statement of joy that they can't take away. Okay.
Nothing like a little dancing to kind of get things going. Okay. So just focus on my eyes and to repeat the mind. Yoda and then breath. Hey and then breath. One breath. Hey and then breath. Okay, now in the meditation.
Slowly come out of meditation. And there's a very deep term, Hindu term, called Ama, excuse me, Kabbalistic term, Ama Dashikra, which is the world of illusion. And it's profoundly interesting because that's exactly what many people are beginning to understand as we have been uh, put into a trance of a world of illusion, or worlds of illusion. The beautiful thing that's happening, thanks to the, and I'm going to say the globalists, is that they, it's all cracking. And the world of illusion that they try to uh, bring people into is so out of touch with any level of reality, people are seeing right through it. So it's really uh, quite unique in that way. Now, doesn't mean people still don't know what their world of illusion. So recent research on the use of benzodiazepines, which is Xanax and Valium and Clonopin, these are tranquilizers, okay? And they make you mind tranquil and you can't think so clearly, okay? Well, there's 30 million Americans taking these. That's 12.5% of the total American population. I'm trying to even grasp that number. It's like, that's a huge number. Okay, and it's like, how I came across it is is that new researchers has come out and said that these things create brain damage, central nervous system brain damage, and have negative life effects. Now, I know all this is true, uh, but in general, but what were what was has been documented is that in this rush to further make a world of illusion, people are very much damaging their neurological systems. I'll also say it's very difficult to take people off these. They're highly addictive. So withdrawal is a big problem. Um, uh, Now, these are not new things. These are stuff we've known for literally 60 years. But the term neurological dysfunction is maybe things I've observed 50 years ago uh, working as a psychiatrist. Uh, But I didn't make much of it. I said, oh, well, this is definitely going on. Okay, that's it. Um, But it's actually causing neurological damage. Now, the truth is, pretty much all the psychotropic drugs do that. And the research seems to suggest 76.6%, so over three quarters, have long-term damage. And I will say, absolutely, in my observation, that's the case. Um, 
I try to get people off days, and sometimes it takes months because they're so highly addictive. What do they do? What kind of problem they do? It's what we see in the world today, right? Low energy, difficult focusing, memory loss, anxiety, insomnia. They're supposed to help with anxiety, but only for the first six weeks do they have any effect that's documented. Sensitivity to light and sound, digestive problems, muscle weakness, body pain, clearly damaged relationships because you're not present. And 54% have suicidal ideation. That means that they've been thinking, they're thinking about suicide. So this is horrendous. Yet this is how far the American public has gone to uh, kind of keep itself in the world of Amadashikra, the world of illusion. Now, it gets a little... Uh, worse because there are obviously sociological aspects for for of that, and what we see is is that a quarter of homes in America are fatherless, and uh, which isn't really so great. Obviously, there's 120 12 studies that have shown that it. Uh, that when the father isn't in the home, there's 20 times greater incidence of going to jail, mental health problems, developmental problems, anxiety, suicide, drug use. Um, 33, when the fathers aren't in the home, there's a 33% increase risk of failure. Um, uh, 43% more low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, social withdrawal, and an increase in suicide. Uh, in fact, fatherless homes are associated with 63% of the suicides. 85% of the behavioral problems. So I look at that and I say, well... The statistics are kind of confirming what I've known for years, and it always makes me sad when they talk about, you know, get the, the, the man out of the home and the toxic masculinity, uh, because the overall picture is without the fathers in the homes, you have far more discipline difficulties uh, for both boys and girls. It isn't just discipline. It disrupts their whole life, the whole life pattern. So um, our society has a, has a tendency not to see the bigger picture of all this is going on. Now, I'm not saying the fathers are innocent. Not at all. But there needs to be much more effort to keep the father in the home. Now, the way the welfare is set up is they keep the father out of the home, and therefore a person, the, the, the mother can, can get welfare. And uh, this is a social design to further degenerate the family system and make lots and lots of disruptive kids. 
also without the father in home, there's much more unwanted pregnancies. So that just gives you an idea of the social degeneration that is, is going on. Now let's make it more worse, you know, the the uh, a lot of kids have gotten the the bioweapon shot. Eighty six percent of kids twelve to fifteen who received just one dose, okay, had mild to severe side effects. Eighty six percent. Because it does really affect and inflame the brain. Uh, <clears throat> and if you had a second dose, uh, about 78.9% uh, of kids 12 to 15 had, you know, further unfavorable reactions. So we're looking at real damage being done to kids, real damage. And uh, then, of course, all the consequences that the juveniles only would see, the gangs, and this, you know, all these things. Now, uh, I, I will say, because I've worked with street gangs, um, that when I was working with them, it, it, this level of drug abuse wasn't quite there. I mean, there was violence. People were killing each other. But this kind of general degenerative system was not in full operation. So I'm, I'm kind of bringing it up to, to get to a bigger picture. Okay. Ama Deshikra, the world of illusion. So people are living in this world of illusion, and the result is disastrous. And the question is, how do we get out of it? Well, it's blatantly to the advantage of the global elite to keep the world Amadashikra going because people can't really grasp what's going on. and They're caught in this illusion uh, that's actually determining and affecting their lives. They can't see what's going on. They can't see, but now it's beginning to happen. They are seeing. They're seeing that the lockdowns were fake. They're seeing that you know, the pandemic wasn't real um, and certainly unnecessary to do what they did. They're seeing that people did much, much, much better if they did not receive bioweapon injections uh, versus receiving them in terms of uh, health, well-being, and so forth. So it's starting to get out there. Now, what's also starting to get out there is that you can see the plot. Now, not everybody can see the plot, but more and more people are able to see the bigger picture and more and more uh, public figures are beginning to speak to it. You know, people like uh, Kennedy are speaking to these issues um, in, in ways that uh, are very, very important to help wake up the general public. So those are some of the kind of uh, the, the big picture, okay, isn't about fatherlessness and homelessness and 
increased rates of suicide, those are symptoms. The big picture is planned destruction of society. And that, unfortunately, is what we're looking at, and the only good news in that is more and more people are seeing that this is the plan, and quite frankly, has been the plan for maybe since the 1920s with the idea of eliminating the population. Now they have so many ways to do it. You know, you have the bioweapon injection, you have chemtrails, you have uh, fluoride in the water. I mean, the list is pretty extensive. So it's up to us, because we're it, to be able to, to identify and stand up and refuse to submit to what's going on. Uh, and it's already happening. In the Netherlands, the president or whatever you would call him has resigned. And in, I think it was Germany, but it could be the European Union, a very, very strong woman legislature said, we're not going away and we will stop you. You will not get away with what you're doing. Now, this is a legislator. Okay, This is a person who's on some council and it was very public. So people in those positions are beginning to see, wait a second, this isn't just a little problem. This is a gigantic problem. And it's a problem that we can solve. So, I'm just going to, before we run out of time, uh, get Richard, to, uh, he's on a telephone, uh, to see if he has anything he wants to share. Really important observations, Dr. Cousins, and it's understandable to me why so many people want to be on drugs right now. You know, it's the picture that you're painting of what's going on in the world, which just, you know, doesn't really get into it fully, but hints at it. We're in such a dystopian nightmare that, of course, people don't like to really look at it and focus on it. Because, you know, the basic impulse in every human is we want to feel good. And looking at being trapped in a sci-fi movie that doesn't look positive is not a way to feel good. So, you know, what it reminds me, when I was first doing the investigations, which had been going on for decades, of um, the power structure in the world, all the way up to the top banking levels and the ruling families above those, and the non-human entities above that, where they get their orders. Um, when I started looking into that, I, I knew I had to get a picture of the real larger situation so that we could see what the solutions might be. And when I started to do that, it was like one of those old detective movies where the detective is investigating the activities of the serial killer in order to catch them, and the detective has a mental breakdown 
because it's so emotionally distressing to get into the mind of the killer. And I had a similar experience, not breaking down, but understanding that it's a danger. And I had to separate the strategic analytical part of the mind from the emotional part in order to complete it, which I did. And, you know, people want to feel good, so they try to be oblivious of all or part of what's happening. And I understand that, but we need to be aware so that we know what to do and at the same time not be overwhelmed by it. So when it comes down to the issue that you were talking about with the drugs is this impulse that we all have to try to feel good, to be happy, to get the spiritual joy, not just for a few minutes, but to live in it. That's a really important natural impulse. And we have to be helped to find ways to do that all day and all night so that we're not tempted by drugs or deception or illusion, like you said. And then from that point, we can be a lot stronger. And I think the global rulers know that. And to make sure that we don't solve the issue, they want to keep our emotional state as bad as possible, all, all of which is based on fear. And from fear comes division, condemnation, self-hatred, and all the things that keep us weak and helpless. So this issue of what emotional state we live in is really critical, and you brought it up. And people are trying to do that with drugs, and we've got to give people a different way so that the drugs have no appeal. And when I say drugs, I don't mean just the drugs that you mentioned in particular, and I don't mean just drugs in general, physical ones. I mean activities that are used like drugs to divert you from what's really going on so that you don't have to pay attention. And if you get your connection internally to something that's much stronger, to light, to God, to the reality, not not a belief, but the reality that's there, then the outside things don't pull you anymore. And from that position, there's no question that we can heal the world. But it's really an internal connection that's going to be the answer of what we can do. And moment by moment, you can tell, you know, it's really up to humanity. And for thousands and thousands of years, nobody has been getting this connection that would sweep the world like a wave once it starts. And I think this is a time that we're supposed to do that. So all the attention needs to, once we realize what the problem is, then all the attention needs to go to getting the solution in place. And when you're talking about the drugs, they blow away and waste our time and hurt the body, like you said. And it's not just the antidepressants. It's not just the psychotropic drugs. It's almost all the drugs in the medical system. And our friend, Rima Labo, who we've had on the show quite a few times, she had an insider explain to her that the drugs are intentionally designed to cause harm. And the the candidate drugs that are proposed by the research chemists that don't have enough harm, which they call a suitable side effect profile, those don't get patented. And so this is all by design. 
and the work that you've been doing to help people take care of their bodies in a natural way without drugs is so important because to get this internal connection spiritually is a lot harder if your body is really suffering. So I'm, I'm just affirming what you're saying and saying that the emotional state of humanity is really critical in determining how things go at this point. And whatever we can do to connect to an emotional source that doesn't fluctuate like a drug, it doesn't go up and down and leave you in an illusion, that's critical and it's probably the central issue. So it's a big topic and I'm glad you brought it up. Really thank you, thank you, and thank you for your discussion on it. There is a way of life that I've been talking about, and I've mentioned it, and I think it's time to mention it again. It's called the Six Foundations and Sevenfold Peace. So first, you want a healthy body so you can be, really feel the divine energy, you know, and you want to build what we call prana or life force with the yoga and the and um, Tai Chi and Qigong and sacred dance and then service and charity where you start connecting the people and then working with a spiritual teacher if you're ready for it. And then as much meditation as possible, which again hooks you up to that inner joy. And as much what we got here is the Shaktipat awakening that energy and the the Sevenfold peace adds to it, which is relationship, intimacy in relationship, um, social uh, connection and community, and a connection with what we call Native American Omatakiwasan with all my relations, the rock people, the plant people, the, the moving ones, flying ones, and the talking ones with history. And then this what I call spiritual ecology and God. Now, when you have all those in order, and when I say in order, like working on all of them, it all creates a lifestyle that helps you feel alive and at one, and you are connected to the higher picture. Their work is to disconnect you from the higher picture, which is what we just said, what you just said, what I just said. And so our work is we have all the tools we need. We just have to put them in place. And no one does that for us. The inner joy and inner peace doesn't come from a rock concert. It comes from us creating the conditions of the inner joy, inner peace, and inner love, and inner oneness. And uh, that's the key element. And we have all those. We can do it. And we've known about these things for thousands of years. There's nothing new here. But doing it, different story. So we are presented with the opportunity to really make it happen at this point. So that's the good news. We have everything we need to wake up, stay awake, and begin dancing in that spiritual joy. So I, I want to just kind of leave the audience with that kind of bigger picture is that we're not deficient in anything here. We have it all. question is, do we want to use it? 
Do we want to make that little bit of effort that crosses us over to the other side called awareness and feel the ecstasy of the divine in our lives? That's really the question. And I believe more and more people are answering that question in a positive way. So I want to bless everybody, before I turn back to Richard, that we are motivated to take on this lifestyle that naturally brings us to a heightened uh, spiritual joy and spiritual ecstasy in our lives and in a way that we can share it with other people. Amen. Aho. Om Takiyasin. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Now back to you, Richard. Thank you, Gabriel. Yeah, I think it, it's really important to remember that we don't need to find something on the outside to make this work. It's internal connection that's the whole issue. And I think that's what a lot of your programs at Tree of Life are about. And I would remind everybody to stay in touch at Dr. Cousins' website, treeoflife.co.mn.co or drcousins.com. And we have a similar counterpart going on at planetaryhealingclub.com focused on what do you do the rest of the time between the weekly meditations and how do you change the atmosphere that you choose to live in and how can you actually do that. That's at planetaryhealingclub.com. There's so much power that you're walking around with, and one of the main focuses of the negative power structure is to make sure we never find out who we are until it's too late. And actually, it's never too late, so don't worry about that. It's just a matter of getting in touch with what's already there. It's and never too late. That's good. good. That's a good thing. good thing. Yeah, very important. So... I really encourage everybody to stay in touch with the priorities. You know, we, we kind of fall into a hypnotic trance in some way, to some degree, almost all of us, looking for diversions. And we don't like what's happening, so we want our mind moving off of it. And the more you can say, wait a minute, I'm just blowing away the time. How can I change the real tenor of my whole life? How can I change from an unsatisfying existence to something in touch with the source of joy on the inside? And this God, you find out if, you know, let's find out if this God thing is real by experience instead of just determining what we believe. That experience is waiting. It's like one of those treasures that Indiana Jones was looking for in the caves in South America, except the cave is internal to, to each person. And I'm encouraging you not to, not to forget. So, anyway, thanks for putting up with the technical difficulties today and me being invisible and on the imperfect sound through the phone. That's uh, courtesy of this show's happening, courtesy of Doug Diamond. And he's got his own show that you should check out, a great new show from a biblical point of view called The Diamond Report. It's The Diamond Dot Report, if I remember it right. And um, he's making it possible for us to do all these shows, and I appreciate it very much. So main, main bottom line message is that you're incredibly important. You know, one of the 
one of the things that the power structure wants you to feel is that you're insignificant. One person out of eight billion can't do anything, have no power. That's totally not true. If it was true, they wouldn't be spending so much energy to try to keep you from getting in touch with who you are. Where you put your focus is what you radiate out to the world. And just like cell towers have negative radiation, you have this huge potential positive radiation if you can keep yourself connected to the right internal state. So find out how to do it and let's help each other in that direction. I just want to make I just want to make a note that we do have on Sundays at six fifteen Israel time uh, a worldwide peace meditation. Everybody's invited. The, it is slowly growing, which is really really good. And when we reach a certain amount, we change the consciousness of the planet. It's us doing it, and basically six fifteen to seven. So it's not a huge commitment. Every Sunday. So I invite you all to that. I'm making a point to be there, and I hope all of you will do the same thing. And that sets the tone for the week. And then once you show up for the World Peace Meditation half hour, which is an easy thing to do, then you start thinking about how do I keep the rest of my focus and my emotional state and my thoughts in line with that during the week. That's our work. And it's easy to forget, but it's very important. So stay with the priorities and um, help each other. Love everybody and yourself especially. If there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself and loving yourself, it's equal to what you can give to everybody else. So thanks for being here. We appreciate you. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. And uh, blessings to everyone. And thank you for attending. And thank you, Richard. And thank you, Doug.